This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. If you guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. I'm going to take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsor. You guys all know what Spotify is, but on Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free, so you do not need to have a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one that you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. And you can also easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you're listening to this ad right now, you should take a pause and share your podcast or share my podcast, I should say, on your Instagram story and let other people know where to find it. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for The Real Real Podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. And today's episode is a really exciting episode. I feel like I say that literally before every single episode. I say that this is an exciting episode but I really do mean it. This is one of the first episodes that I ever filmed. I think I filmed this back in March or even February it might have been, kind of when I started thinking that I wanted to do a podcast. This was one of the first ones, and it is about how influencers and more specifically how YouTubers make money, and I wanted to really dive into specifics. So many people always ask like, oh, do you make enough money to support yourself on YouTube? How do you make money? Some people don't even know that you can 
make money on youtube like there's just so much misconception that goes around about youtubers and making money and really unless you're doing it or you're really close friends with someone or fam your family member does youtube you really have no idea how much people make or how you even make money because there are so so many different streams of revenue which is something that i really like i like that there's a lot of streams of revenue because if you're not doing as great in one area you do have another kind of set of income coming from somewhere else at least but i definitely think it's really interesting and since this is a question that i get asked a lot i thought it'd be nice to address it on a podcast and there is so much information that i go over like this i feel like i talk so fast in this episode and i just spill so 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 much info if you guys are wanting to become an influencer or you guys already are one or kind of starting youtube and you want to know how you can start getting paid then bring a pen and paper down to this episode because there is so much stuff that i cover and i really do get down into all the details because i've looked stuff up before how youtubers make money just to gauge how other people are what other people are doing compared to myself or when i first started out i wanted to kind of see how to make money on this thing and a lot of websites are very very vague and they don't really explain I don't know, like as in depth, I think, as this podcast episode goes. So I really hope that you guys like it. And before I get started in this, I also wanted to say a disclaimer that this isn't like bragging about making money on here or anything like that. I'm just kind of talking about it as any other career would. This is another job, and I feel like we should talk about money and it shouldn't be as taboo, I guess. So that's why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it to be like, oh yeah, like youtubers make so much money like that's definitely not what i'm trying to do at all and before we get started i also wanted to just say thank you guys for all of the kind comments and kind reviews that you guys leave me i am so blown away literally every single week at your feedback on the podcast just because you guys are so nice and i don't know podcasting is super new to me i just started and i feel like i've been on youtube forever so kind of hopping into something new is really really exciting and just seeing your positive feedback has made me want like so so happy that i started this and just like reaffirms me every single day i wanted to read a review of the week which i always do and if you guys have not already and you guys like this podcast then please go to itunes and just give it five stars and leave a review and dm it to me so i can personally thank you because it just means so much to me and that's the only way that i can kind of see your comments on this podcast because unlike youtube or instagram you can't comment directly below an episode so that's really my only way of seeing what you guys think of the podcast this week's review of the week is from mick girl that's the username on there and she actually dm'd me this so thank you so much for dming it so i can personally thank you but i also want to share it on here it says lately the podcast and youtube space has become saturated with lifestyle videos of girls who only seem to want to post for the free pr and to gain the influencer status natalie is a breath of fresh air breaking that stereotype and being real with her followers on all her platforms if you're looking for a podcast that focuses on topics that millennial generation actually cares about with all the fake without all the fakeness look no further thank you natalie for being an icon for me and others to look up to so thank you so much for that super super nice comment i really always hope that i am very real with you guys and not just promoting things that i don't believe in or just wanting this for like the free product or wanting this for the money like i'm talking about in this episode so i just want to thank you guys for kind of 
leaving that really, really nice comment and always leaving comments like that. And if I ever do go astray from that, like if I ever start becoming someone I'm not, I know you guys are the first people that will tell me. So I just want to thank you guys for also keeping it real with me like I try to do every single day, either on my YouTube, Instagram, or on the podcast. And without further ado, I am just going to get into the episode because I feel like this one is one that a lot of people are going to look forward to. And it's just really interesting especially if you're not in the influencer world i think it's going to be an extremely interesting and like insightful episode so keep on listening welcome to the real real podcast with natalie barbu instagram might be your highlight reel but we're here to talk about the real real Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today, as it should, with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. 
So you can first free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Today, I am going to be talking about a job that I am very familiar with. I have been doing YouTube now for seven years, and it definitely has changed a lot from when I first started to where it is now. When I first started, I don't even think that AdSense was a thing. I don't know if Google had owned YouTube yet, and you could definitely not make money off of it, or at least not the money that you could be making now. The term influencer or YouTuber were not yet a thing. I've looked up countless of articles on how YouTubers make money, how influencers make money, because I'm so curious on what other people have to say about it, especially being inside of it, I can kind of tell if the articles are true or not, so I just always am looking stuff up like that. And let me tell you that the numbers are way off. Influencers are getting paid way more than what a lot of these articles are saying. I feel like I have some knowledge in the area of YouTube and how to make money. I'm making a livable wage off of it, which is absolutely insane. Never would I have thought that at 22, I could be doing what 15-year-old me started. I am so blessed and I am so thankful that I can consider this an actual job and a career for me. And because of that, I want to be transparent. I want to tell you how much you make or how much you can make and how to make it. I just feel like this episode, I have so much light to shed, I guess, and just questions to be answered because this is something I feel like people keep very private and no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to talk about how much money they make or how they make money because money is a very taboo subject, I feel like, and unless you're talking about like business 101 or fortune 500 companies or really big companies people don't really talk about money so i wanted to come on here and kind of just address how influencers make money i feel like this is something that people just don't talk about so i'm really excited to answer your questions about it and like every episode i am going to be starting this off with setting the record straight I have a list of things that a lot of people think about influencers, so I am here to tell you guys if it's a myth or if it's true. So the first one is that it is really easy to be a full-time influencer. And this one is, I have conflicting feelings about this. I think sometimes it's true and sometimes it's false. I think it's really, really hard to like actually be an influencer as a job, I guess. So I think it's really hard to make enough money to support yourself doing it. It's hard to get there and it takes a lot, a lot of years of work. So I definitely think that that part is extremely, extremely difficult. And once you get to a point where you can make a living off of it, I think it's kind of a disservice to everyone that works like a corporate job or works a more traditional job to say that it's hard not that we don't have like hard moments or anything but as a whole it is easier i feel like than people that work a nine to five just because normally the money that you're bringing home is not equivalent to like the number of hours that you're working i guess so if you're measuring it by hours it's a lot easier to make a certain amount than versus like a traditional job or salaried job where you're working a lot more hours and for less pay most of the time. That's where I say hard and easy. So it's hard to get there and you have to put in a ton, a ton, a ton of hours and a ton of hard work to even make a dime. But once you kind of get to a point where you can make a lot of money, then it's not as difficult, I feel like. And that might be an unpopular opinion, but that is just my personal opinion. Another myth 
or another thing that people assume is you are dumb or shallow and this is definitely not true um I think, of course, in every industry, there are going to be shallow people. Like, you can be shallow and be working in finance, you know? Um, so I do think it's just about the person, and sometimes numbers do get to people's head. So there are definitely, definitely shallow people in the industry. There are going to be fake people. But as a whole, I think that's really, really not a good thing to generalize because so many of my best friends have come from meeting them online through Instagram or YouTube and I would not consider them shallow or fake or dumb at all and also being an influencer which I don't really like that word but making finding a way to make money through your personal brand is a better way to describe it that I think you have to be a little bit business savvy to do that so I don't think you can just stereotype that they're all dumb like I definitely don't think so and for being shallow of course there are some shallow people but I hate when people assume that because I've gotten that a lot like a lot of people will say like oh before I met you I thought that you were really stuck up and I'm like oh thanks so I definitely I do not think that that's true you get paid based on subscribers. This is actually false and we will dive into that in this podcast. You make money fast and this is also false. We will dive into that in this podcast so keep on listening and you need to be a really big YouTuber to start making money and this is also a myth. So this is a myth because you do not need to be that big. You can start making money when you have smaller numbers and I know a lot of people don't know how how like if you need to meet a certain threshold to make money on on youtube or being an influencer someone had actually asked me if you needed to make a if you needed to have a million subscribers to make money on youtube and i was just like no not even close so there definitely is a lot of things that just people don't know about this industry and i cannot wait to share them with you guys so the number one question that I feel like I should address is when did I first start making money on YouTube? And I'm personally talking about YouTube because that is my platform. I did not start making money on YouTube for years. I started my YouTube channel in 2011, I believe. So it was a very, very, very long time ago. And I started it just for fun because I was bored. I don't think you could even make money at this time. I honestly think that I don't even know if Google owned YouTube at this time. So I don't think there was AdSense yet. I don't think there was a YouTube partner program. YouTube was very, very, very new. For me, I definitely did not even think about money. Even if there was a way to make money, I don't even think I thought about it. Um, but the first time I started getting paid, I guess I first began by getting free stuff to post on Instagram or YouTube. So companies would reach out to me and normally it was smaller companies and they would ask me if they sent me product, if I could post about it or do a review. And in the beginning it was like, can you do a dedicated review if we give you this shampoo bottle? And honestly, I think I did it. Like I just was so excited to get free stuff because it was the first time I really was like, wow, this is crazy. Like I am getting stuff for free that I would normally pay for and all I have to do is make a video about it like that's insane so in the beginning I was just excited to be getting free stuff and I remember on Instagram actually I had gotten a DM from Windsor and it's a store that I still love and I still shop at today and I remember getting a DM and they said that they would send me stuff if I would just like post a few photos for them and I was so beyond excited because I actually really really liked the store and I shopped there and it was the first time like a bigger company had reached out to me to promote their product. I was just over the moon so I was like yes 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 100% I will do it and that was kind of like the first time I realized wow like bigger companies work with influencers and work with people on Instagram and YouTube. 
And then after that, about once I started getting free products, I kind of started looking more into, okay, can I make money off of this? Like how much money can I be making? Because I would see people doing sponsored posts and I knew that when they disclosed that it was sponsored, that they were getting paid. So I started looking into it and I found sites like Famebit and Grapevine. These sites are actually still around. So anything that I mentioned in today's podcast, I'm going to leave in the show notes so that you guys can check them out. But basically these were platforms that linked influencers to brands and you can pitch yourself to campaigns and campaigns can find you and they can offer you a rate to do a sponsored post or Instagram or whatever it is. So basically you uploaded your credentials on there or you linked your accounts and they could see your demographic, they could see your views, all of that stuff and they would you can pitch yourself and your rate and see if brands wanted to work with you so there when I was pitching myself to brands I think I had like 15,000 subscribers which wasn't that much this was already when I had started college so I've been doing YouTube for about three years now but very on and off like not consistent at all maybe like five videos a year like it was very very inconsistent so I had about 15,000 subscribers and I remember pitching myself for like $50 to do a video and or like to do a dedicated post or like $100 to do a dedicated video so that is like my first time I guess making money off of it and just learning about what it was that was my first initial way of making money and then I remember brands started emailing me and I had never reached out to brands before this point besides on those influencer websites I did not reach out to brands at all so I remember a brand a PR firm actually a PR firm emailed me and it was about a movie and they wanted me to do a video a creative video to promote this movie and I remember being so excited because this was a big huge film it had like James Franco in it it was huge and I remember thinking like oh my gosh a big PR firm is reaching out to me they wanted to schedule a call like it was like very very legit so in my head I had already started getting paid a couple hundred dollars to do videos so I was getting made like 300 bucks to do a video or nothing significant but way more than I guess like $50 so I knew that this company was bigger it was like a Warner Brothers film and I remember going on the phone with them and I pitched myself like a higher offer and they the second that they heard my offer they were like okay yeah we can do that like right away and in that moment I realized I was like I should have pitched myself for hire because at this point I did not know about negotiation I didn't know you could negotiate your rates I pitched myself at a very very low rate for this large company I guess and they were just they jumped on it (laughs) And then a few months later, actually, when I had a manager, which I will dive into that in a few minutes, but when I had a manager, this same PR company reached out again for another film to promote, and I got double the rate. So, like, my manager had negotiated, and it was double the rate. So I knew that I could have gotten so much more that past campaign, but this is a learning process. No one, there's no guidelines, or there's no, like, book right now that tells you exactly how much to charge, or exactly what to say, or anything like that especially back then this was around probably like 2015 which people were definitely making money and stuff but I'd never realized the magnitude of how much money people could make and I didn't know the value of my channel truthfully I really did not know the value of my channel and before I had a manager I also used this platform called social blue book which again I will have in the show notes but social blue book is a website actually that you link your social media accounts so you can link your twitter your instagram your youtube channel anything like that you link your accounts and based on your demographics and your engagement and your amount of views and subscribers it actually tells you exactly how much you should be charging on the low end 
the like average amount and then on the high end so I was kind of basing my high end rates and my like average rates on that to charge so if you guys do not have a manager or you guys are negotiating all of your own deals that is a really really great resource on how to find out how much you are worth that's kind of my journey on how I started making money on YouTube and how I learned how much money to be making. And now I want to talk about literally detail by detail, like pick apart how YouTubers make money. And I'm going to shed light on this and I hope that you guys have a pen and paper because I am going to be talking about a lot. So the most common way that people make money or that YouTubers make money, I should say, the most common way YouTubers make money is through AdSense. And a lot of you guys have probably heard of AdSense by now. So Google owns YouTube and AdSense is a Google product or it's a Google host hosted thing. I don't, I, wow, I sound so intelligent. It's owned by Google AdSense. <laughs> and basically all of those ads that you see on YouTube videos, the ones that you can skip, the ones that you can't skip, the little banners at the bottom of videos, like all of those ads, that is how YouTubers get paid through AdSense. So if you click on it, if you watch it for more than a certain amount of seconds, uh, the YouTuber will get paid based on uh, off of that. In order to get paid through AdSense, you have to be a YouTube partner. So you have to have 1,000 subscribers on YouTube and you also have to have 4,000 watch hours in the past 12 months. So within a year, you need to have had at least 4,000 watch hours. Now the partner program is a, is a little different. When I first joined the partner program, I'm pretty sure it was, it was a lot simpler than that, but they've kind of made stricter guidelines. So they want to make sure that you're consistent and that you have a consistent audience, which I honestly think makes sense. And then when you're getting your paycheck once a month from YouTube and it's once you reach a $100 threshold you'll get paid so even if at the end of the month if your threshold's only $20 you're not going to get a $20 check that month you'll get the check once you reach $100 in ads that's how the main form of how YouTubers get paid and it honestly took me so long to get $100 I think it took me I like a year maybe it took me so so long to get the $100 threshold um but patience guys it will happen <laughs> Another misconception is that it's based on subscribers, which is not true. That is a myth, you guys. It is based on the amount of views that you get because the more people that view your video means the more people that viewed that ad. And it's cost per mil, which is cost per thousand. So you get paid off of cost per thousand of views. So everyone's CPM, which is cost per mil, is different. So you might have a $2 CPM or you might have a $10 CPM. CPM ranges so much. So that is why people might get paid different rates, even if they have the same amount of views, just because their CPM is at a different rate. So even if you don't have a ton of subscribers, you can still get paid. If you have a video that goes viral, you're going to get paid a lot versus someone who has a lot of subscribers, but they get no views on their channel. That's why it is better to be consistent because if you have a lot of subscribers and you kind of go away for a while, your views are going to be a lot, lot shorter or a lot less, I guess, when you come back and then you're not, your AdSense is not going to get be as high. So it is based on views, not subscribers. I just wanted to clarify that because I get that question all the time. Another reason why that consistency is key is because YouTube algorithm is based on watch time. If you have a video that let's say is 
20 minutes long and you your average watch time in that is five minutes it's going to promote that video versus a video that's 10 minutes long but your average watch time is only three minutes so the more watch time that you get the more youtube likes your video or the more the algorithm likes your video and it promotes it more so increasing your watch time is really 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 important in order to get more more promotion and therefore get more views also another thing that you might not realize behind the scenes is that youtubers can place ads in their videos so i feel like most people including myself i did not know this most people think that youtube places those ads and that's it it's just random but actually your creators actually make place the ads so if your video is over 10 minutes long you can put up to i believe four ads in a video which is insane so for a 10 minute long video you might not want to place four ads because that could get very annoying for the person watching it and then they'll just click off of your video but if your video is like a 60 minute video like shane dawson style definitely take advantage of all of those ads because you will definitely be getting paid a lot more that's why you might see next time realize it that if you see a video that's like 10 minutes and one second they probably just stretched it out just so that they could get that extra ad in there so what i like to do normally is i place an ad in the very beginning of my video and then i might place one or two in the middle of my video and then one at the end of my video after you're done watching it that's normally how i like to do it i like to put the first one maybe four minutes in and then the second one like right before it's about to end and then one at the very very end so after you watch the video if you just just happen to have the video playing still then the ad will will roll um so yeah youtubers can actually place it and if your video is under 10 minutes then you only get one ad so you place it in the beginning of your video which makes sense because under 10 minutes you're not going to want to place multiple ads at all but that is why a lot of creators try to make their videos 10 minutes or longer you might have been seeing that lately and that is actually why and about how much money people make on adsense so youtube i believe keeps 55 percent of adsense so really creators are only getting 45 percent of what they should be making on ads but that makes sense youtube owns the platform but yeah so youtube actually takes 55 percent of that money and for how much you get a month it really really ranges someone with the amount of views that i get it could range from like a couple hundred to like five thousand dollars a month it depends on if you have a lot of videos out it depends on how many views those videos make that's also why consistency is really important because the more videos you put out the more views you're going to get in total which equals more ads so people that are daily vlogging and get hundreds of thousands of views are making a lot a lot a lot of money on youtube ads like i'm talking about probably over ten thousand dollars a month just in ads people that have hundreds of thousands of views or millions of views on their daily vlogs like they are making a lot of money a month you guys just so you know in retrospect on how much money you could be making on adsense so now that we talked about adsense i want to talk about sponsorships which is another huge way of making money on youtube sponsorships you could have on instagram you could do on youtube you could basically do on any social media platform i could do sponsorships on this podcast anything like that so sponsorships are brand deals you might hear them being referred to as brand deals and that's typically where the big money is and i know i just talked about adsense getting paid upwards of ten thousand dollars a month but sponsorships it's just a lot of money at once for like one thing so adsense is per month sponsorships is per post that you do for a brand i personally did not do that many sponsored posts before having a manager and i will be talking about a manager and how to like what exactly a manager is 
but I did for smaller brands, but it wasn't for a lot of money because I didn't really know how to negotiate. So when you have a manager, typically you will get paid more in sponsorships because they are the masters of negotiating. And also I think brands think of you as more legit if you have a manager. Um, that could be a misconception, but I feel like it's true. Sponsorships require contracts, they require previews, they require modifications and edits if the brand wants. So there's a lot that goes into sponsorships, but basically brands have marketing budgets and I feel like most brands nowadays especially if they're smart about it in my opinion they put their marketing budget on influencers so instead of paying a ton of money on a commercial for example you could spend that money on a bunch of influencers promoting your post in my sponsorships how it normally happens is my manager will email me a deal she'll say here is the company that wants to work with you this is the product this is the brief a brief has all the talking points it describes exactly what product you're promoting it has everything they kind of want you to say not scripted but just bullet points on please touch on some of these like if you're doing a shaving cream for example please touch on like the ingredients that is in the shaving cream stuff like that so it's not a script but it is things that you need to mention and then it has the rate so that is how i get a sponsorship my manager will come to me she'll email me she'll send me all those details and i have 100 power to say yes or no I have never done a brand deal that I don't believe in or anything like that and so I have said no to a lot of brand deals as well because I don't like the product, I don't think it fits with my channel, stuff like that. So I'm really really lucky that I'm at a point where I can be really picky about brand deals and I'm also really lucky that I am at a point where I'm working with companies that I have been loving for years. Like I have worked with companies like Nordstrom, I've worked with Lululemon, I've worked with Revlon. I mean I've just worked with companies now that I have been using for years and years and years and it's like a dream come true getting to work with these brands. That is how sponsorships work. It's when a brand comes to you, they tell you what you kind of need to promote and what you should be saying and then you make a post for them and there's count there's deadlines so I will have a preview day by next Monday I'll pitch to them the concept that I want to do so for example if I want to do a skincare routine I'll say hey here's my idea that I want to do a skincare routine here's how I think that the product can be integrated into it they'll come back they'll say yes they'll say no whatever that is sometimes depending on the brand deal there'll be a call with the brand other times everything is just through email and then you'll put a review date so okay i will have the video to you by march 1st for example so then you'll email it to them they'll come back they'll give you modifications hey we don't like this clip can you take it out can you add a voiceover saying this and then you submit it to them they'll send for final approval and you'll tell them when it will be live that is the process of a sponsorship and normally those are more because they, I mean, sponsorships, you guys, you can be paid upwards of tens of thousands of dollars just for an Instagram post. And some of your favorite creators could have landed like $50,000 deals. I'm not saying I have, and I am not saying that anyone I know has, because I have no idea what other people get paid, but just based on what I know on myself, I can easily see how many creators get a lot a lot of money normally sponsorships are thousands of dollars um that is why you get paid more than adsense because adsense might be a couple thousand a month but you might be doing like three sponsorships a month so you're getting paid more and sponsorships i feel like get a very very bad rep because they're like oh you do only sponsored content but truthfully 
If you had the opportunity to work with a brand that you have been using for years and years and years, it is hard to say no, especially when you really believe in it. Like I would be promoting this brand regardless of if I was getting paid. I have promoted this brand regardless if I was getting paid and now I have the chance to get paid and promote them. So why wouldn't I? That is the way that I see brand deals. I will not do any brand deals if I do not believe in the product and if I don't actually use the product. So that is also something if you are becoming a YouTuber or you are a YouTuber and you're listening to this, be very careful with these sponsorships that you do because even if the money is there and you're excited and you need to pay rent and stuff, your viewers will see right through you and that is the toughest part about sponsorships is people get very excited and people just want to do all the sponsorships because it's easy money but if you don't really love the product or the brand your viewers will see and that will hurt you so much in the long run and i would so rather have be authentic and have an audience that knows when i recommend something that it's legit than not then feel like a fraud basically so That is one thing I say for people that are trying to make money on sponsorships. You are allowed to say no, and honestly, I encourage you to say no, because if you're picky, then you will get the companies that you want to sponsor you, and they will realize that, oh, you actually believe in this, like you're authentically using it. Another way to make money as a YouTuber is by affiliate links, and affiliate links is something that I am very new to, and I use magic links. I know there are a lot of affiliate link companies out there there's reward style i think there's shop style i think those are the most common ones but i personally love magic links and what magic links is is basically the same thing as reward style i think magic links specifically targets youtubers i'm pretty sure and basically what it is is that if i have for example the top that i'm wearing i film a lot of work week in my life or work outfit week of outfits work week of outfits i film a lot of those on my youtube channel and lookbooks and hauls and stuff like that so whenever i do whenever i film one of those videos i always say that i'm gonna have the product linked down below or for a makeup tutorial for example i always link the product down below so it's very easy for my subscribers and my viewers to shop what i am talking about because whenever i watch videos and i see like a eyeliner for example and i'm like oh i really want to try that eyeliner it really frustrates me when people don't link stuff so i try to make sure that i link everything down below for you guys or for my viewers and instead of just linking it and that's it your users can shop it instead of that why would you not want to make a commission off of it if you could so that is where affiliate marketing comes in affiliate links come in so most stores out there do affiliate links whether it is through their own website or whether it is through a third-party website like magic links or reward style so reward style and magic links the way they work is that if you create a link through them through magic links or reward style it will have a custom tracking it has custom tracking so that when someone clicks on that link and they purchase something it goes directly you get a commission because it knows that it came through you so affiliate marketing is great because it's very very organic and it's very authentic because regardless if i was like I'm not getting paid for this, I might not get a single dime off of affiliate marketing, but if you guys do like the shirt I'm wearing or the makeup I have on, you guys have the option to shop it and a percentage of the commission can come back to me, which is really, really nice and it's 
very organic because again like i said you're not getting paid at all to do that for magic links what i think is amazing about magic links is that they have cookies on their sites so if for example i linked a top and you guys click on that top and it takes you to nordstrom and you guys scroll and you look but you don't want to buy anything today but let's say in a week you want to buy something from nordstrom so if you click on nordstrom if you go back to nordstrom.com the cookies are there that you had gone to Nordstrom using my link. So if you buy something seven days later, it, I will still get a commission because of those cookies because it realizes that you were brought to Nordstrom at one point within the past like 30 days or however many days the cookies last for that specific website. I will get a commission. So that's why I really love Magic Links. If you are an influencer or you are a YouTuber and you want to check out Magic Links, you guys can use my link in the show notes. And again, like affiliate marketing, if you guys sign up using my link, we both get money from it. So that is how affiliate marketing works. And that is a huge way on how YouTubers make money because we are constantly promoting product and even if we're not getting paid for it, there's no harm in seeing if you guys will buy it, for example, so we can link it up and then if you guys buy it then we get a percentage and it's nothing that you did like you didn't pay us any extra or anything like that it's simply because you clicked on a link and then another way that not getting paid this isn't a way to make money but this is a way of how to get free stuff is pr packages so even though they aren't payment it is nice pr packages are a great perk because they do save you a lot of money i mean i don't remember the last time i bought makeup like i think i bought a foundation a few months ago but that was it i get so much makeup from pr packages i don't ever feel the need to actually go to sephora or ulta to buy makeup because a lot of makeup companies send me their pr package which is amazing same with skincare i don't remember the last time i actually went to buy like face wash or anything like that besides like makeup remover wipes because pr packages are amazing and they always send a lot of skincare too so that's another really 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 nice thing about it so even though they're not payments they do save you money in that way and how you get on pr list is you email their pr person either the pr firm or you email the pr contact for that company so a lot of companies especially bigger ones have pr firms so a one pr firm can manage lots and lots of companies um but you can also just find the pr person by searching through their websites and you pitch you can pitch yourself or if you have a manager your manager will put you on pr list because again the connects that they have but if you don't have a manager one way of putting yourself on the list is to email their pr firm or email their pr rep or contact explain who you are hey i um i do youtube videos or i'm a youtuber these are my demographics these are my numbers i feel like my channel really aligns with your company i love your product i would love to be added to your pr list so that is one way to make sure that you are on their PR list. A lot of times they'll respond back, thanks, what's your address to be put on the PR list? And then whenever they send out PR packages, which you guys definitely see on Instagram stories or vlogs or anything like that, then they, you will be on that list to receive the product, which is really, really, really nice. And I love PR packages. The one thing is they can be pretty wasteful. I do get a lot of packages that I don't really use, but I need to start incorporating them in more giveaways. I give them away to my friends a lot. My siblings probably have so much free stuff from my PR packages. So that is another really, really nice thing. They could also be used as good gifts. 
And the next thing I want to talk about, which I have mentioned plenty of times in this podcast, is managers. How to get one, really what they are. So my opinion of managers is that they are great. I highly recommend everyone to get a manager once you're at a certain point that you want to start taking it seriously and that you are able to make money off of it. So you can get a manager really at any point if you're really, really small you might not get a manager right away, but honestly, I feel like if a manager sees potential in you, they are going to want to take you on. That is my opinion personally. The way I see managers is to think of a model having an agent. That's exactly the way it is, but for YouTubers and managers. So they pitch you to campaigns, they have connections to big brands and big PR firms. They can tell you that they have you as a client and think you would be a good fit for their brand or for their campaign that they're doing. So that is how managers work is they have a lot of connections. And even if a brand isn't really looking for someone, your manager can pitch you to them and say, hey, I have this client. She really loves your product. I think she would be great if you have campaigns in mind let me know. Or I could come up to my manager and say, hey, I'm moving apartments, which this is actually a true story. This is something that I did do. I was moving to a new apartment and I really wanted to work with a company that could decorate my apartment with paintings. So I reached out to my manager. I told her a list of companies that I really, really like and would love to work with. And I saw that these companies had done campaigns with other YouTubers. So I knew that they did do influencer marketing. They weren't completely new to influencer marketing and she emailed them and I got a brand deal with one of them. So it was really, really cool that I was able to reach out to them versus them just coming directly to me. So managers are great for that. Like you can reach out or they can go to your manager if that makes sense. Brands can also come to them and say, hey, we're looking for a college YouTuber who has girls ages 18 to 22 as their demographic. Who do you have? And they will send them all their clients that fit that demographic and fit that what they're looking for and then the brand can say oh I like like I like her videos I think that she would resonate with her brand a lot and that her audience would really like our product so we want to like pitch her what are her rates and then your manager will tell them your rates and negotiate and that's basically how it works I think it would be really really cool to interview a manager like a YouTube influencer manager so if you guys want that in an episode then please DM me and let me know or comment on the real real podcast's Instagram and let us know which interview like if you guys would like that and another misconception I think about managers is that they do not control your channel at all. So I have 100% say in absolutely everything that I post on my channel. If my manager comes up to me with an amazing deal, like a huge brand deal, I can turn it down. It is 100% up to me. Today, I actually just turned down a pitch to a campaign. So you really have 100% control of your channel. My manager does not tell me what to post. She doesn't tell me when to post anything at all. We do have some calls where I will talk to her and I kind of tell her how I want the future of my channel, like where I want my future, where I want the future of my channel to go. And she can say like, oh, I can talk to this person or whatever like they have the connections but they really are there to just support your channel and help you grow they are not there to dictate what you post so they can give you advice and everything like that but they're not there to tell you what to post and how they need your direction of your channel to go so that all in all is how youtubers make money i tried really diving deep into how they make money. This isn't really a how to grow your YouTube channel video. If you guys want an episode of that, then let me know. 
But anyways, I really hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. It was insightful on how YouTubers make money. And if you guys are wanting to become a YouTuber, again, don't do it for the money. I think I said that enough times in the podcast, but seriously, it is so much more rewarding than that. And you don't want to start something just because of the money, because honestly, you're probably not going to stick to it. So if you do want to start a YouTube channel, make sure that it's coming from the right place. Make sure that you're passionate about this, that this is what you want want to do not just that you feel like you could make a lot of money because as you saw it took me years to even make a single paycheck or a single sponsored post so it definitely is not all that glamorous but it is definitely rewarding once you get there i hope that you guys enjoyed this latest episode of the real real podcast this was one of my favorite episodes and it was a solo episode but i felt like i had a lot to share on the topic so i hope that it was helpful and if you guys have any other questions on how youtubers or influencers make money then comment it on our instagram post or if you guys haven't already please join the real real podcast's private facebook group so we have a private facebook group and what it is is it's basically just for you guys i always say this in every episode but it's a place for you guys to network with each other for you guys to meet one another if you guys have questions about your career about really anything in life um you guys can post on that facebook page and it's just a community of like-minded people so i really really have been loving reading all of your posts in there and i feel like i learn something new every single day from the comments in there and you guys are all so nice and helpful to each other which i don't know it's just it makes me feel so good that people like that are people that are watching my videos because i feel like we're all really good friends and i don't know the Facebook group makes me so, so happy. So if you guys want to join that, be sure to do that. It's not like more self-promotion for this podcast. It really is for you guys to network and get to know one another. And if you guys, for example, need um, like internship advice, or if you guys are going to grad school and you need advice, then you can ask that in there. Or if you guys are looking for a graphic designer and want to see if anyone in that group is a graphic designer, you guys can ask it in there. Something like that is what I really, really want to do with that Facebook page. Be sure to join that. It's just a bunch of real people sharing their real lives, which is basically the theme of this podcast. And also follow us on Instagram and you guys can ask any more questions because I will respond in the comments. And I hope that this episode was insightful and that you learned something or if you were just curious if it answered any of your questions. That is it for this episode. And if you guys liked it again, please, please, please be sure to give it five stars on iTunes. It seriously helps out so much and it just makes me really really happy so if you guys could do that and then i hope that you guys enjoyed i will see you guys next monday with another episode hey my name is lovan rumpf and i've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night at the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.